Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another episode. I am your host, Alia Lovely. And we're going to get right into it today with a few announcements. I wanted to let everybody know that I don't participate in Black Friday, but if you are looking for a deal, I still have some astrology reading bookings open for the rest of December at a mitigated price. I've been doing my astrology certification and I've been offering obviously like a personality reading, but the ones that I'm really excited about are the family or partner readings and looking at compatibility, but aspects and areas where you can have more empathy for your partner or family members for the way that they are, the way that they came in, that they are not just assholes or <laughs> any conflicts that you might have with them or areas where you're having oppositions to give greater understanding to your family members. And it also helps those of you who are parents who really would like to understand your small children, who you can actually learn a lot from their chart. And it's been super valuable to me and my family to be able to look at it. And in the ones that I've done so far, they have loved the result. They have loved being able to know certain things about their child and seeing how their chart aligns with who they are as four-year-olds or whatever, and their relationships with their partners, et cetera. So really, really valuable stuff here. And I might be offering it next year, but it'll be at a different price because it is very intensive work and I really, really am enjoying it. So there's that. Uh, second thing, if you want to become an Oracle card reader, I still have some spots open for my Oracle card reading class. And it's a three hour class. We teach you how to read Oracle cards by my special method that helps you understand the energy of yourself or your client and actionable steps to help them gain clarity for their needs. I teach you how to use the cards to strengthen your intuition and channel, how to book clients to make your card readings a business and how to make it easier for them to say yes. And the communication in which you deliver the divination to the client that helps put their minds at ease and never makes them feel like a difficult card outcome is bad news. So there's lots of other things involved. It's going to be a really valuable class. So go to thelovelyalia.com slash oracle if that's something you're interested in and you want to start doing oracle card readings next year and even turn it into a business. That's it for announcements. So let's talk. I have not been reporting to you all every week and that has been purposeful because my guides have told me to take some time to get off the internet, social media, um, podcasts, you know, whatever, and really dive deep into myself before the new year. And I have had and have expressed that 2019 feeling for me is back. 
I had such a deep feeling about 2020 that things were going to be extraordinarily pivotal, that there was going to be a massive change that was going to really affect the world. And I hesitated to call it like an awakening or whatever, but I knew something was going to be very, very different. I just didn't know how. And I even have a few episodes where people have sent them back to me and said, you said this was going to happen. And I was like, I didn't know it was going to happen like this, but I'm having that very same feeling about 2024. And it feels more intense than it did in 2019. Now, granted, look at, you know, the world events that are happening right now and everything that's going on in the depth of how we are able to be raptured in by the events that are happening in the world. It used to be where we didn't know everything that was going on in the world at any certain time. And we did not have a 24 hour news cycle. And I started thinking about that really deeply because I, in a way, don't want to be someone who spiritually bypasses and looks the other way. And I haven't been. I've been watching the news fervently. I have been emailing senators and talking to family members and discussing with between friend groups about the situation at hand. But I didn't want to spend my time on social media per se, because energetically speaking, I was seeing something happening that felt nefarious. And stay with me here, because it is controversial to some. And I've gotten some really nasty messages over the last few weeks, which has also incurred the break. But the idea that when someone comes to the table and tells you, that we should prioritize love and empathy and we should prioritize humanity. Like above all, I am not a spiritualist as much as I am a humanist. And in that, I want what's best for all humans in every capacity. But that said, I have three different Instagram accounts, right? I have one for my art and my photography, which is at Alia Lovely, if you want to follow along. Uh, I have my, this, this account, and then I have a private account, which I'm not going to tell you about. I have three different Instagram accounts. And in those different Instagram accounts, I can see extraordinarily different realities of my world. And I've talked about this before, but the reason I'm talking about it today is for a, a different reason. In those three different Instagram accounts, I have a very different reality of the world. What's happening in the world, what's happy, what's not and the intensity in which it's being delivered based on the content I provide, right? So when I was looking at this, I was like, this is, this is extraordinary to see how even for the same person, the algorithm behaves very differently, extraordinarily differently. And I am observing three different versions of the world, uh, depending on who I follow, the content I put in, and the algorithm dictates what version of the world I'm able to see. So to me, as an experiment almost, I've taken some time to really look at it and go, what what am I being fed based off of what the computer thinks I want to see, right? And I started liking different posts that I normally do. I started looking longer at things that I don't normally do and wanted to see how it shifted. And it it shifted a little bit, but it didn't shift a lot. And it was based off of essentially what my focus was as a content creator in those particular environments. 
of what they would prioritize to show me, just to keep me online longer. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is because I started to see it as a larger analogy and I started to speak to my spirit guides, Erasmus, and started to talk with them and say, why do I feel such discomfort with the technology around this time? And why am I so hesitant to kind of really allow myself to be absorbed by it? And they were saying that in this transition and change, you will need to be the master of your own mind. It will be so incredibly important for you to be the master of your own mind, to not be hijacked by what you see or what you hear. doesn't mean that you can't pay attention to it, but to be the master of your own energy, your own frequency, your own vibration, for lack of a better word. And master of your own vibration, master of your own domain, whatever you want to call it, being able to look at a situation and still apply the proper frequency towards it. So if I'm seeing something that's very disruptful or scary or whatever, to apply the proper vibration to it, what does that mean? Applying love and empathy to a situation or gratitude and joy, or even understanding just with your fellow brother to not place such an extraordinary amount of judgment on something that you see, because what you're seeing in front of you may not be the full picture, may not be the full reality. And that said, there are absolute truths that are in this world. Absolutely. And then there are the ways in which the powers that be, I guess, would like to slant things to distract us. And y'all saw it. You saw it in 2020. So at when, when 2020 went down, let I remind you that we were experiencing not only a worldwide pandemic and loads of people dying, we then experienced a summer, what I call the summer of terror, where at least in America, we were dealing with race war, essentially culture war and watching what we thought was progress end up looking like further polarized fascism, neo-fascism being born out of that. So the polarity became more extreme than it's ever been. And that said, when we participate in the world where we are not aware or the master of our own vibration, we can get enraptured in someone else's intention, someone else's entity of energy that we don't wish to actually be in. And I don't know, somebody's going to come on here and be like, this is dismissive. This is spiritual bypassing. It's not because spiritual bypassing would be the idea that you don't pay attention to anything or, you know, cause it affects your vibration. It would be, um, you know, these people must have manifested that not, not great <laughs> to think of, think that way. Um, or that it's their suffering because they're paying attention to it. I don't want to be, you know, pulled into that negative vibration. And that makes me the master of my vibration. It does not. Now, again, I'm speaking from a place of opinion. You are more than welcome to rebuttal that. But that, that said, my, my stance and from my mediumship and spirituality, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My experience says that being the master of your vibration means that you can incur or encounter any situation and be able to maintain and hold a vibration of love 
a frequency of love and empathy of humanity. You can look at something so evil and still apply love to that person, still apply love to that situation, still hold and maintain an energy of goodness and light. And it's important to me as, as a human that in all circumstances, I am able to sit back and send those who I disagree with, those who I find deplorable and hold a vibration of love. Why? Because the judgment itself is not mine to make. I don't know what you came on earth here to do. I really don't. And given that we are all one and we are all facets of the same universe or whatever, like there are some people who came in here to play the villain. They said, okay, I want to I want to see how this goes this round. You know, the universe wants this kind of essentially division in order to expand. And some of you are going to say, that doesn't sit right with me. That doesn't resonate. And that's fine. But that's how a body grows. Cells divide over and over and over and over in order to expand, in order to heal. And we almost in a way came here to figure out what we're not. So we're watching it happen. Now, this doesn't mean that suffering should happen. I'm not saying that. This doesn't mean that we should sit back and say, this is all a part of God's plan. No. What I am saying though, is what do we do frequency wise to hold that vibration of the earth? Now, I think that those who are listening to this podcast see themselves as light workers. I don't know why, but because of that, energetically speaking, I'm speaking to the few. I'm not going to speak to the masses about this. To me, it would be important for us to look at situations from the perspective of we came here to volunteer, so we came here to change things. So how does it look if we continue to fall into the same traps of where, you know, the little magicians behind the curtain are telling us to look? Look at this, look at that, da, da, da. I'll look at it, but I'm going to maintain my and master my mind while I do it. This is a practice. And the amount of suffering that people are going through, I really think is awful. It's horrible. Um, And I feel for those people. I pray for those people. I cry for those people. And at the same time, I, I send them love. I don't get, you know, sometimes when we, are in places where we feel so bad, guilty, shameful. We feel like I can't do anything, you know, whatever. That that energy makes us feel incompetent. That energy makes us feel like impact incapacitated. It makes us feel like we can't do anything. And it almost encourages us to walk away, to look away. It's disempowering when we feel that sense of, oh my God, there's so much suffering. I don't know what to do right? It's hard to find a way to shift energetically speaking what is happening in front of us when we are in a hopeless state. And when we watch the 24-hour news cycle without a break, when we feel guilty for the privileges that we have, or, or when we don't even acknowledge the privileges that we have, then we don't, we're not in a state where we can actually be grateful for what we have and look around and say, how can I give to others? How can I be better to others? How can I be more human to others? 
what does it look like? You know, so there was a moment I was putting my daughter to sleep. And when I left her out of her room, I cried. I cried so hard. I had seen so many images of mothers holding their dead children online. And, and I cried because just the thought of experiencing that type of tragedy, just the thought of it wrecked me. And I couldn't imagine actually, actually going through that. And for days I had such difficulty just living my life. And I felt in a way like, you know, boo-hoo, Alia, <laughs> boo-hoo. Why should you feel sad? You know, you're not going through it. But I also had the feeling of why them and not me? Why am I here safe? Why am I here in my warm, cozy bed without anything to worry about? What did I do in the cosmic universe to earn or not earn this spot and be able to sit here in safety while others experience devastation unfathomable? And so I came out of a room and I'm just you know, talking to my husband about it and saying, you know, why them and not me? And he said to me really beautifully, I'm going to butcher it, of course, but he said to me, you feel their pain because epigenetically speaking, you carry that hurt of our ancestors in your blood. And that hit me. That hit me. He said, the empathy you're able to feel for them is because our ancestors not very long ago experienced similar tragedies, on par tragedies. And from a, a DNA level, your ancestors would want you to thrive and enjoy the life you have because of the sacrifices they have offered for you to exist. And it was so powerful when he said it, because it wasn't to negate the suffering that's happening in the world, but to acknowledge the, the thriving that's happening despite it. And he said, the, those who survive this will see a new era of thriving and will experience what we've been able to experience after such a cataclysmic devastation to our community, our race, our people. And in some degree, I know that that can be true, but at the same time, I, f I still felt like, oh, you know, like it makes me feel better, but what, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And what I noticed in the days following when I kept thinking about that thought is because I felt more empowered and because I understood that I felt so helpless the, pri the days before that when I was in a space of gratitude, the energy of gratitude, the frequency of gratitude of thank you universe for having another safe night of somewhere to stay, of being able to pay my bills, of being able to do the type of work that I do to not have to go through some of that suffering. I don't know what I did, but how can I help those who are? 
it put positioned me in a different space where I was able to see the reality of the world in a different way that helped empower my ability to do something about it. Now, I don't know how that sets with you, but energetically speaking, frequency speaking, I feel like I could, could do a lot more than when I was thinking I was doing something by watching the most horrific things that I'd ever seen. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm not saying look away. And it's clear, it's important that you understand that context because there's some people getting online and being like, how dare you say da da da? And I'm like, you didn't even listen to the whole podcast. You didn't understand. And that's okay. But it's important that we don't look away. It's important that we are aware and we are observant of what is happening in our world because there is, there is a massive shift happening next year. Now I can say that from my point of view, from what I've channeled and what I speak to with my guides about, but I decided that I would do some research and look at those who I admire in the spiritual spaces who I find that are grounded and not bypassing and who are talking about what's happening in the world, but from a spiritual perspective and wanted to know, do they also see the same thing? Could I find it? And so I said, spirit guides, put me on to YouTube and like help me find the right videos that would confirm or deny what it is that I've been feeling. And the one day I only needed one day to go through about six, seven, eight videos to see that many of them agree. So if that's the case, what do I need to be doing right now? I kept asking over and over, what should I be doing? Should I be like, you know, storing away canned foods? Like, do we need to move to the middle of nowhere? Um, do we need to move to another country? Like I just was kept asking my guys and they wouldn't really say anything except master your mind. Take the time to master your mind, make space for you not to be enraptured by anger, by judgment, by rejection, by pointing the finger. Because in our social culture, it has been the trend to always point the finger. Look at what that person is doing. That person isn't doing it right. They're not saying it right. And to become the police of someone else's reality, someone else's life. And she didn't say it this way. She said this word or, you know, like whatever. And words are important. But when we spend so much time looking at the actions of others and deciding that we are the judge, then we don't take the time to take accountability for what we are doing. So master your mind while you're watching your content, while you're engaging with your family, while you're talking to your friends, while you're at the grocery store with the rude whoever, while you're getting your coffee drink from your barista, while you're traveling to another country, master your mind. Take the time to look at the reality around you and almost perceive it like if this is the matrix that you're in, then what would it look like for you to input your own energy in such a way that it has a ripple effect for the better. Cause you can do that. I've seen it in my own life, but I know that you can do that also because you're here for that helping earth shift. There are plenty of people talking about the new earth, the 3d versus the 5d or whatever. I don't know if I subscribe to that, but let's say that I do. 
if we are here to usher in the new earth, then we would have to behave differently than we've behaved in the past. We need to do something differently. And vibrationally or frequency speaking, we would need to empower ourselves to carry that vibration of love, kindness, joy, connectedness, you know, whatever, acceptance with each other. And the difficulty that I see in when we're looking at world events this way is the amount of anger that people have. And anger, I'm not saying is bad. Anger is necessary. There's sacred anger. And it's important because it, it helps us recognize what's wrong in our world system, whatever. But the day that you are able to look at a situation for what it is and quell your anger into actionable cause or, and, and that can just be, I am sending love to those people. Um, I was at the grocery store and there was this woman who was being absolutely belligerent and people would call her a Karen, but I don't really like to use that term <laughs> as much. That said, there were many people going around, look at that Karen, look at that. And, you know, she was being absolutely horrible to the cashier. Uh, I need to speak to your manager. I, need to, you know, whatever. And for just a moment, I was like, can you believe this woman? This, you know, having that normal reaction to say this human is behaving extraordinarily badly. We should judge her, <laughs> you know, and I probably did. But in almost the same breath, I said, you know what? I'm going to send her love. Let me send her love because if she's acting this way, man, I can't imagine what her inner world looks like. I feel bad for her. I feel like, ooh, you know, who is she taking out her inner anger on? What is happening internally that she feels like she needs to speak to people that way? There's something deeper happening here. And some of y'all are like, no, this is not, you know, <laughs> and I get it because I am very justice oriented. You can look at my chart, man. And that Aries energy, that warrior energy will pop up every time. And I'm trying to master that energy. Astrology has been really awesome as I've been learning it because it's given me insight to the aspects that I, I have little empathy for and helping me realize essentially, this is why I'm this way. So how do I cultivate it? How do I overcome it? How do I train it? Whatever. I love justice. <laughs> I want to see what's fair and good to happen to those who behave badly. But at the same time, I don't want to sit there on the throne thinking that I am the ultimate judge. Because I don't know. I don't know half of what's going on in this world. I only know what I'm being shown. And the news would have you believe that the world is a horrible place. The news would have you believe that people are absolutely horrible. And yeah, I'm sure there are some people out there that are, and I know it, but ultimately in such a, such a deep way, when we are unable to see the human in anyone, this is, this is what shows up. You can say that the world is horrible, et cetera, but this wouldn't show up if it wasn't in us in our collective consciousness on a large scale. We wouldn't see war and we wouldn't see people behaving badly in this way if it wasn't in us. If there weren't already systems in place that put us in a space 
where we can't understand each other, see each other, talk to each other, love each other. We don't have community anymore. We don't trust anyone. Why? Because we're looking at systems in play that don't allow us to do so. I was thinking about like, you know, when we were much younger and how much trust we had in our friends' parents, you know, oh, I'm just going to so-and-so's house. I'm going to walk down here, whatever. I, as a parent now, have zero trust in anyone's parents. There will be no sleepovers. There will be no, I'm going to so-and-so's house for this long, like, until I can get to a space where I can truly trust somebody, I just don't have any community for my children. I can barely put her in daycare because I don't have any trust in daycare workers. Why? Well, because of the experiences that I've had as as a child and as an adult female. And I just, I just don't trust anyone. And I don't want my children to go through the trauma that I have. And in that, Internally speaking, I have a right to that distrust, right? Because something bad happened to me. So I have a right to that distrust. But is it any better to live on an island? Is it any better to to never trust anyone ever again? I don't think so. At some point, I'm going to need to be able to heal just enough to be able to open my heart and extend my hand to trust other people around me. And in that way, I build more humanity. I build more experience. I build more connection. Dare I say connection, you know, like I build more love. We've been living in this neighborhood for three and a half years. And uh, when we first moved in, I've actually lived in this neighborhood in the past, like 15 years ago. But maybe a year after we'd moved in, suddenly there was all of this gun activity, right? And I became really frightened about living here because I wanted the safety of my children. And I started thinking like, we need to move. We need to go somewhere else. We need to start thinking about da 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 This was supposed to be my dream house. And it, it had been soiled by those who were participating in gun violence around. And I was so nervous about what that looked like. And thankfully, one of our neighbors um, kind of rallied and got went around to different houses, got the phone numbers of everybody. She's lived here much longer than I have, but was communicating to all of us that like, hey, we need community in order to feel safe here. We're not leaving and started this text chain and this, you know, app thing or whatever, where we talk to each other as a neighborhood watch. And it's, it's actually brought our community together in such a big way where we know our neighbors and people are getting together for pie and coffee. And we're doing, Hey, Friday night, do you guys all want to meet up at the you know coffee shop down the street? Da, da, da. Like we're talking to each other. We're about to have a Christmas light competition. You know, like I've never had that in a neighborhood I've lived in and to know the names and the relationships and know their children and, you know, all of that is starting to really open me up in a way to trust my community. And I don't think it would have happened if we didn't have the gun violence that was happening uh, prior. And so in a way, the, the terrible things that had happened in our neighborhood 
brought us together. It brought us through a cause of let's, how do we make it safer? We build community. That is the only way we can trust each other. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because we watch terrible things happen in the world and wonder what we can do. And momentarily it may divide us. Well, long-term it could divide us. It could tell us that we can't trust the world in certain ways. It can sever relationships. It can push other people to the other side. And from a light worker perspective, if I can even call myself that, I don't think respectfully that is what the universe wants. The division is meant to help us expand. But if we don't ever use that as the expansion jump off point, then we just remain divided. So when I'm watching situations at hand where not just in our like greater world news, but I'm watching on the ground where I live and seeing what are the ways that we are quick to judge each other? What are the ways that we're quick to point the finger? We want to point everywhere else except ourselves and recognize that this would not be happening if this didn't exist within us as a collective. So how do we change what exists within us? We master our mind. Now, I haven't mastered my mind yet, (laughs) but even in the awareness of it, thinking that, okay, well, this, this needs to be different. If I behave the way that I've always behaved, nothing expands, nothing changes. So instead of taking time to just regurgitate more of the same, I wanted to take time to really sit with my soul and say, what's needed here? What is lacking? What resources are needed here? What energy is needed here? How can I fill in the gaps? What does that mean? Someone uh, online the other day called me a centrist. And suddenly that's become a bad word. (laughs) Funny. And I thought, "What, what do you mean? what do you mean by that? That, um, you are spiritually bypassing, but not taking either side. Where do you stand? And I have a problem with performative allyship anyway, but the idea that someone was calling me someone who can see something from both sides as a bad thing was interesting because it's not so much, I can see both sides in the very like flippant way you would express that to me. It's, it was saying, for, for myself anyway, I was saying, I want to be able to show empathy to people of all sides. And someone had replied back and said, that's like an all lives matter thing. And I was like, ho, 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 ho. That's funny because during Black Lives Matter, because th- to me, that was more of a connotative uh, issue. Whoever termed the phrase, who I heard was not even a black person, said that Black Lives Matter too. It was to include us as a group, as people who matter. And Palestinian lives matter too, in the same sense of, you know, what they're going through. Jewish lives matter too, because we're talking about two marginalized groups at some point in time in history, right? 
So that said, that doesn't keep me from saying that what's happening right now is of excessive force and deplorable and needs to stop. But the idea that I'm still giving empathy to a people group, not a government, not a country, a people group, that a diaspora that exists all over the world and that I would shun and not empathize and not still hold love for that group of people because of what's happening, even if they don't want that to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean that we won't call out evil where it is, but when we decide that humanity as a whole does not exist anymore, that's a scary place to be. When we tell people, this is the way you should think, jump, how high? Like, this, this is what you need to say. Say it this way. And we start making the rigidity of how we need to behave in accordance to one only one narrative. It's where, just mentally speaking, propaganda can enter in. We can be brainwashed. We are fearful of speaking up and speaking out. It's It makes it highly difficult for us to be able to see nuance and dynamic. And I don't know where we came to a place in our world where nuance was not important anymore, that everything must have, must be strictly black and white. And we can hold no love for anyone who we don't agree with. That feels wrong to me. I cannot agree with somebody. I can diametrically oppose someone else's opinion, but I can still hold love for that person, for that people group. I can send love to a government to soften their hearts, to change their minds. If I, instead I am only in the energy of anger and condemnation, guess who's going to dig their feet in, their heels in? Nobody's changing when you're attacking anyone right? Have you ever seen someone in the comments, keyboard warriors going at it back and forth between each other and someone being like, wow, that's a really good point you made. I, I think I changed my mind. No, <laughs> you don't. You see it through empathetic discourse where we talk to each other like we're humans. We say, I see it this way. How do you see it? How is it happening in your world? What's going on? What do you fear? When we looked at the racism crisis in our own country, I held the position then saying, these people are scared that we were watching their fear play out. It seems ridiculous. It seems like I'm, I'm watching a satire comedy and the way people are behaving. And it's easy to call them stupid and dumb. That's the easy thing to do. The hard thing to do is to sit there and say, they're scared. They need love. Their fear that they have is driving their evil behavior or the terrible things that they say. I'm going to meet them with compassion. I'm going to meet them with love. And that doesn't mean I have to be their best friend. That doesn't mean I agree with them. It just means that wherever their fear exists and and I know that you have listened to Erasmus's podcast where they say fear is a program and out of fear comes 
dire things. If we can master our mind and not participate and catch that fear pandemic, we've reshaped our own world and our own reality for ourselves. We've changed the way that we see the world. And the moment that we start seeing the world as a better place, it starts being a better place. Just like my algorithm. Start paying attention to different things, start to see different things. Again, not saying bypassing on what's actually happening in this world, but when we focus on everything that's wrong, we have hardly any capacity to see what's right. There are beautiful things happening in this world. There are beautiful people. And a lot of times out of the tragedy, we see these beautiful moments of humanity that show up. We also see the terrible moments of humanity that are there. Systems that are broken, ways of being, habits, behavior, cycles that we wish to break. But we don't break them by being the same. If we're able to master the depth of our own mind, the depth of our own frequency, and we can look at a situation and say, oh, wow, that's, that's really awful. I'm going to send that, them love. I'm going to send them peace. I'm going to send them empathy. I'm going to send them compassion. I'm going to behave as a compassionate being. And I'm, I may suffer. I may cry. I may be saddened by what I see, but it doesn't stop me from being able to send love. We talked about that already, so if you missed the last episode, um, my spirit guides have, have mentioned that when I channel. But that said, when we're gearing up for next year, your job, if, if you take the challenge, is to master your mind. Know when the intrusive thoughts are just intrusive thoughts. Know when the anxiety pipes in and says, oh, what about this? What if this happens? Whatever. Master that. Start to pay attention to it. Look at thought forms as entities. The more attention and energy we give it, the larger it becomes. Again, not bypassing, but understanding. Because by bypassing is saying, I don't want to look at it. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to deal with it. Understanding is saying, let me look at it from every single angle. Let me understand it. Let me dig deep. Let me flesh it out. Let me write about it. Let me think about it. There was a night where I was having trouble going to sleep because my um, my intrusive thoughts can run, man, they can run. And, you know, I'm suddenly thinking about a situation where if someone busted into our house, what would we do? What would I grab? How would we save our kids downstairs? If someone comes in downstairs, what would happen? What happened if there was a fire? And I could feel my body responding to all of these thoughts. My heart started to race. I started to get hot. I started to... Um, not be sleepy anymore, started to feel really incredibly anxious. And I said, let me cut this shit out. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being up at night, fearful, something terrible is going to happen. What does it look like for me to overcome this anxiety? And it looked like for me personally, this might not work for you. It may work for you. I said over and over, I'm not afraid of anything. I am not afraid of anything. I am not afraid of anything. Just kept saying it over and over. And I could feel my body start to calm down just to my, the the words of my own voice, not even out loud. I was just saying it in my head (laughs) and my body, my reality, my physical reality 
changed based off of what was happening in my internal thoughts. Now, to me, that is a massive representation of what the mind can do to the physical reality. When I'm, you know, say I'm like bitching about housework or something like that, like home stuff or whatever, kids, whatever, and I'm feeling agitated about, you know, how much I have to do or what I need to do or whatever. Um, I noticed that the children behave differently. They're more whiny. <laughs> they have more needs. There's more spills. There's more tantrums. Husband comes home in a funky mood. Like, you know, like suddenly it's like, wow, in my own physical reality, I'm seeing more of what I've been thinking about. And I don't know. Some people would say it's law of attraction. I don't believe in the law of attraction. I think there's a principle of attraction, but that said, my, my thoughts are affecting the surrounding reality. And I said, well, you know what? Maybe it's not that I'm attracting this at all. Maybe it's that I am influencing it. Maybe my thoughts are so powerful that the people around me can feel it. They can feel the agitation. And since they haven't, you know, mastered their mind yet because they're children, um, <laughs> maybe they're being influenced by it. And I started to play this game, which I'm not super good at yet. Um, because I have, I'm still mastering my own mind where I'm playing this game and going, how do I influence my surrounding world? What would it look like for me to utilize my thought life in a way to influence my outer physical reality, not just for myself, even for other people. So, you know, I have some friends going through some hard stuff or whatever. And instead of feeling like, oh, I feel so bad for them. Oh, that's so horrible. I say, you know what? They're about to have a come up. This is really awful right now, but they're about to see something really amazing. They're about to have a really great this. They're about to have a really great day. They're about to have a really amazing breakthrough, you know, stuff like that. And I started to see that then they come back and be like, oh my God, I had good news. I had this, that, and I was like, whoa, okay. And from like a quantum level, you know, timelines and whatnot. Marvel universe has been really, really getting into all the multiverses or whatever. And I, and I said, you know, I wonder why, because they tend to show us in our media before we see it in our own realities. But when we're, we're looking at that, I have chosen a different timeline. I've chosen to see something differently than what I was seeing before. I've influenced a change and shift, a shift, even possibly a ripple effect into a different reality. And, you know, some of y'all might be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is she talking about? Um, but some of you might get it. You might understand it. And if I'd like to see a different reality, then I, I need to understand how powerful my own mind is and not let others use it for their own gain, for their own motivations and their own agendas, you know? Like my mind needs to be a powerhouse within me to influence and change the world in whatever way that I can do, you know, me even sitting on this podcast and talking to you, you might say, aha, wow, that, that really opens something in me and I'm using my own mind to influence yours. That sounds really like insidious to me somehow, <laughs> but uh, you, you get what I mean, like because I've had such a revelation and I put it, it's been on my heart 
to speak it into the airwaves. However, it must resonate with, must listen to this episode or listen to something else that resonates with them as well. And it influences us. Why is influencer a job now? Because we have this social media, which is an incredible advantage if we use it right to influence people positively, but it works the other way around. You can influence people negatively too. And when I start seeing that happen in my own life, I say, I have to check what I'm consuming. What am I watching? What am I looking at? Who am I talking to? What are the conversations and quality of the conversations? What am I scrolling? What is taking up real estate in my mind? If I don't have any control over my own house, my house is chaos. So take the time, if you can, to really pay attention to your thoughts, really pay attention to what you're consuming, to be aware and mindful, understanding, be an activist, influence the world for change in a positive way. Do what you need to do. But if it is affecting you in a massively terrible way where it's appending your energy and you have no ability or capacity to be able to actually do any good, then maybe what you're doing is not working for you. Now, let it be known, I want a ceasefire, like an actual permanent one. I want peace. And I want peace in all areas of the world in a, in a big way. There is so much going on right now, but the media is only showing us one thing because it's the most hot-buttoned issue. And it deserves a lot of attention, don't get me wrong. But even in that, the news is dictating where we focus or even the narrative in which we focus. There are plenty of aspects to this that are incredibly, incredibly dire and wrong from a moral perspective, a human perspective. And it is heartbreaking, heartbreaking to watch as I'm sure it is incredibly heartbreaking to experience, devastating, right? That said, if you want to have a more hopeful outlook on the way that this can change, then be mindful of what narratives you get wrapped into. Because there's someone else influencing you. And I guess it's not terrible to be influenced in a positive way, but it's terrible to be influenced in a negative one. The power of having autonomy of your mind is going to be crucial for next year. Crucial. I'm being told anyway. And to be able to sit in a situation and look at the outcome, look at what we're watching and say, how can I send empowerment to these people? How can I send love to these people? How can I send, energetically speaking, what, how can I influence safety for these people? Use your power. Use your power. Use the power of your mind, your soul, your body, your heart to influence the world in a positive way. And if you become a master of your mind, you will be able to do it with no problem. None. So hopefully those who are listening understand the context in which I'm speaking and they understand my heart and know that from a human perspective, I am for humans to live life, liberty, prosperity for all. I want those who have been historically marginalized to be from underneath any type of oppression. I want Palestinian people to be free 
I want so much for our world to be beautiful and happy. I want Jewish people not to live in fear. I want governments to stop acting with their dick and act according to their heart. I want us to see each other as imperfect people and allow us understanding and not expect perfection to gain empathy and to stop pointing the finger. When you are the perfect person, I guess you can do that. But as far as I know, none of us are perfect. So spending time focused on what other people are doing is not going to probably be the best course of action to master your mind. Lead with love. I hope that at least for you today, you are able to hear something that helps you, helps you and frees you from the influence of the pitch and fork of, you know, sizing up your fellow human according to their flaws, because it takes the attention off our own insecurities and what we feel about ourselves to focus on all the wrongs everybody else is doing. If you're a light worker who came here to improve the vibration, then that might be a waste of time. That's all I'm saying. So send love. I hope that you have an amazing week and or holiday, whatever you celebrate. And I'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.